Hello everyone, this is Lisa Fields, the founder and president of the Jude 3 Project, and I just want to take this time to personally thank all of our monthly supporters. We could not do what we do without giving from people like you. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're not a monthly supporter and you would like to become one, you can go to jude3project.org and hit the donate tab and sign up. We are grateful for you and we hope you enjoy today's new episode. God bless. Hello, welcome to the Jew 3 Project podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Fields. I'm the founder of the Jew 3 Project. What's up, everyone? Lisa Fields here, and I'm so excited about our new curriculum, Courageous Conversations. You heard about our popular conference, Courageous Conversations, where we invite the leading pastors, thought leaders, and scholars from conservative and progressive backgrounds for conversations. But we not only want to have those conversations on stage at the conference, but we want you to have them in your everyday life. So we developed a curriculum for you to do just that. Courageous Conversations curriculum, the tools you need for the conversations and culture. You can get that today on Amazon or on our website at ju3project.org. Well, thank you for watching another episode of the Jew 3 Project podcast. As always, I'm Lisa, the founder of the Jew 3 Project. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Christopher Lamarck. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, thank you. This is this is nice. It's a G three spot. I, I can't wait. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining me on here. Uh, let our audience know just a little bit about yourself before we get into your role in the film. Yeah, sure. I am a, a writer, director, and cinematographer. Um, I run a production mm-hmm. company out here in Houston called Cross Culture Studios. I actually graduated from the University of Houston with a uh, degree in media production. I find it's like in art. It's like if you have a degree, you know, everybody's like, okay, yeah, you got a degree. Great. But I got it. And my parents are very glad that I got that degree. So, um, yeah, (laughs) shortly after I moved out to Los Angeles, started acting, um, got on some television shows, had some fun with that, and then transitioned to behind the camera where I started writing and kind of curating my own work. Um, As a director, I've had an opportunity to work with some unique actors, um, music videos, short films, feature films, documentaries. um, And yeah, I just want to do that. Keep creating work and uh, visual, you know, expressions that can, um, you know, be an extension of my faith, uh, you know, uh, encourage people, you know, challenge people. um, And yeah, really just, you know, hopefully last a lifetime. So dope. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you over these last few years. Yeah. Um, we keep getting a lot of feedback, a good positive feedback from the film Unspoken, which really Chris was the catalyst for uh, several years ago. Uh, so I met Chris really from a cold email. So yeah. let nobody <laughs> tell you that cold emails don't work. That's right. They do work. <laughs> <laughs> I had my concerns. I was Chris, like, she ain't going to read this thing, but you, you responded quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Chris reached out to me several years ago um, because he had the idea for a documentary because he had been following Jude 3 and the different scholars that we've had on there. And I really... I responded to him quickly, but it was quickly uh, like, no, we can't do this. <laughs> I mean, it would be great, but I don't have the money to do it. 
Um, and then, I mean, y'all already saw the episode. If you haven't, go back to how Don came in the picture with the finances um, to do this film. Um, but Chris was also willing to do the production for free, which uh, was still something we couldn't do because it, as we've discovered through this process, it's a lot more expensive yes. than we could have yeah. ever imagined. True. Very, very true. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, tell them, our audience, what kind of inspired you to want to do a documentary um, like Unspoken? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I feel like this is this this has really been a long time coming. I, I had heard of the objection that Christianity was you know, a white man, religion, white man's religion, Western European religion before. But quite honestly, I dismissed it. I dismissed that notion because I thought it was, you know, foolish. Um, until someone, you know, really close to me in my life kind of brought this objection to me. And I feel like it kind of hit me where it's like, you know, we can't really be the hands and feet of change unless if we keep dismissing other people's concerns. Right. Um, no matter mm -hmm. how, no matter how non-scholarly I think it is, no matter how ridiculous I think it is, if a person has a concern, then, you know, we really need to, to address that. Right. And so this person brought that mm -hmm. concern to me, started asking me questions. I felt like I was able to answer some of the questions, but as we began to go deeper and deeper, um, I didn't really have what I would say good, good answers. You know what I mean? And so, um, mm -hmm. started doing research. A lot of that research led me to Jude 3 and, and all the work that you were doing um, and still are doing. Um, and as as I was trying to find answers for this one particular individual, I felt like I was getting answers for myself. Right. And this is somebody who grew up mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. church, you know. And so it just made mm -hmm. sense that, you know, if this was helping me in this way, in this capacity, it was going to help somebody else. And so I immediately thought this has to be a documentary, like somebody ought to turn this into a documentary. And usually when you say somebody mm -hmm. ought to do fill in the blank, that somebody's probably you, right? So I knew mm -hmm. I had the skills and uh, to do it and, you know, reached out to you. You reached out to Don and, you know, and here we are today. Yeah. So Unspoken, what what was your favorite part about making the film? Ooh, my favorite part about making the film. Um, There were a lot. I would just say... I would say my favorite experience about making the film was really just traveling, traveling and getting mm -hmm. to have a front row seat to all of these, you know, amazing minds. You know what I mean? To be able to, mm -hmm. you know, hear Dr. Bantu, Dr. Mason, Catherine Gerbner, David Daniels, Will Hyde, the, the list goes on and on. To be able to go to places like the Armstrong Browning Library, you know, and just all the traveling mm -hmm. and learning that we did. I would say that like that not only was my favorite experience, but like had an indelible impact on my life, you know, and on my faith. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing we've gotten several compliments off of, I mean, that's a consistent is that the film is so well done from a cinematography standpoint. Mm -hmm. Obviously the information is good, but information uh, put in a nice package is even better. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it would not be the quality it was if it had not been for you. That is 100% on you, the quality, the angles, and all of that. Kind of uh, tell our audience a little bit about the importance of that. Because I think, you know, sometimes we think about, like, information. It's just like food. Yeah. If you have a good meal, 
it's good food, but the presentation is off. It's going to kind of throw it That's off. Right. So it's it's enough to it's great to have scholars, but the excellence of the presentation adds to I think the total package of the film. Just talk a little bit about that because I mean Latasha Morrison uh, was talking about like how excellently this is done, like from the angles, the like the all the cinematography yeah. and. That's a constant thing that I hear from a lot of people. Um, just talk a little bit about why that's so important as uh, from your expertise as a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much. And, and thank God. I'm glad that it came out. You know, I felt like you and Don kind of, uh, you left a lot of space and a lot of creative freedom for me to kind of do the things that I wanted to do. I feel like I remember on one of the shoots, um, some of the people in it, when I was setting up a shot, um, and a profile shot, and some people kind of looking at the camera like, is the camera going to be over there? Like, am I supposed, you know, it, it just wasn't <laughs> very traditional, right? But um, mm -hmm. I, I was looking to really try to create, you know, when I think about Unspoken and what the scholars were talking about, it was unique and bold. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we had to create a look that was also unique and bold and kind of spoke that same language. Um, and so that's why you mm -hmm. see kind of some of those those angles. The biggest thing was I was trying to make instead of this just being a documentary. Right. I wanted to mm -hmm. make it an experience. Right. To really set the tone. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned, you know, cinematography and bringing that, you know, to to whatever project that you, you're working on. Um, you know, for me as, a, as an artist, um, I try to try to find myself in the work and see what I can do to contribute to the work, you know? And so, yeah, mm -hmm. just, just trying to find, um, you know, like I said, unique angles that can speak the same language um, and be memorable that people not only, you know, subconsciously may be thinking about some of those shots, they walk away and they think, mm -hmm. man, I heard such impactful, you know, content, but I also mm -hmm. felt a certain way, right? And so just try to deliver mm -hmm. a certain feeling that can move people to action with the visuals. And, and I love that the, the film starts off with the objections. So it's essentially, it pulls people in from the gate that we we show people at the beginning that we I, we understand where you're coming from. For sure. Why do you think that's so important in, in the film, just to start off that way? Because um, we could have started off a number of ways. I mean, you could have started off different ways you could have just went into you know presenting the the facts right. but why was it important to start off that way right so so I, I you know i brought a lot of my experiences to this film right and so when i heard mm -hmm. the objection i immediately thought mm -hmm. why would anybody think that christianity is a white man's religion right and so mm -hmm. when i brought this objection to other people they said the same thing. Like, why would anybody, obviously they were Christians. They were so why would anybody think that Christian is a white man's religion, right? So um, I felt like it was important to lead with, you know, the objections. Um, and you too, I mean, we kind of sat down and brainstorming. I think that, you know, you and Don, we also kind of came to to the same understanding that, that this was a good place to start. Um, I also mm -hmm. feel like, you know, when you're talking about certain church spaces, um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, certain church spaces <laughs> who might not quite <laughs> understand this objection. Um, mm -hmm, I think they mm -hmm. need to see that. Right. And I think they need to know why mm -hmm. people feel the way they feel. Uh, so, yeah. So we, we let off with the objection, hopefully try to, you know, kind of 
build it, you know, build the um, the intensity of it uh, in that first part of the film. For for you, as you were navigating this and listening to the interviews, what were some of the most impactful facts that you didn't know that kind of opened you up in a whole new way of understanding the faith? Mm-hmm. Um, there were a number of them. I would say, you know, when I heard about um, Dr. Vince Bantu's mentioning of a lot of the scholars, the ancient African scholars that were not from mm-hmm. North Africa, right? When he talked about Estefanos, mm-hmm. right? And he talked about mm-hmm. um, the Reformation, right? And he links that to the Reformation, how mm-hmm. it actually started around the 1400s before, you know, a century before it ever even made it to, you know, Europe and to Martin Luther. Um, I thought that was impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing about the transatlantic slave trade versus the trans-Saharan slave trade, right? And mm-hmm. how long the trans-Saharan uh, slave trade was in comparison to the transatlantic slave trade was minuscule, right? But then, like, the most, I would say what landed with me the most was, you know, slavery. And I think it's just because slavery is one of those things that, um, I don't know, I feel like it kind of pulls at, pulls at your heart a little bit, you know, when you see, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. people of African descent abused, you know, mentally, you know, physically, mm-hmm. yeah, verbally, sexually, I mean, every, every way that you can think of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of the objections that people really like take hold of. And so, mm-hmm. you know, hearing Dr. Catherine Gerbner and, and Damon uh, Richardson and, and uh, Adam Coleman kind of go into mm-hmm. what was really going on during that time, during Christian slavery, hearing about, you know, what she calls Protestant supremacy. Right. And it was, you know, kind of only Christianity was, you know, at a certain point for them was exclusively for um you know, white people, right? Um, so mm-hmm. hearing that was, was like really had a huge impact on me and kind of changed the way I thought about that. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I think that's helpful. And I I, I agree, uh, especially about the sub-Saharan slave trade and the uh, transatlantic slave trade. I did not know that before this film. Right. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I think is going to be so impactful to a generation with this film is because you don't have to go to seminary or to get this information. And for those of us who went to seminary, we didn't get this information there. So we're bringing a whole new level of education that when you leave this film and when you leave the curriculum, you're like equipped um, to engage people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Somebody actually want to share any. Yeah, for sure. Somebody actually mistake, you know, thought that I was seminary trained because of, kind of the way I was talking about it, which I'm not, right? But to your point, it's just all of the information, you know, it's like information overload, you know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and and the the information, it makes people go back. So I've been seeing in the comments, somebody said, like, I've watched this film three times already, you know? Wow. in addition to that, I watched it, but then I paused it as I was going because I was taking notes as I was going. Yeah. Like, and so that speaks to what you're saying. Like, you don't, when you get it, it makes you feel like you just sit sat through a whole degree program yeah. that you're now equipped to share this information with others. And it gives you that confidence because half the battle in conversation around these topics of his Christianity white man's religion is the lack of confidence because of the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you have the knowledge, you have a level of confidence uh-huh. in 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 the knowledge. And so now you're able to come into the conversation knowing like I understand why you feel this right. way. But I also what I do also love about how you package the film, we don't end it just giving information. Uh-huh. We present that this information is to lead you to Jesus. Uh-huh. It's not the information is not the end all be all. Uh-huh. It is just the instrument to get you to the savior of the world. That's right. And so um, just share a little bit about that because I think your heart for a lost people is, is something that shouldn't be lost in this project. Right. Right. That you did this, not just to get information to people, but also that they would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right. So share just a little bit about your heart for that. Yeah, yeah. I think back to just kind of back to that original conversation. And, you know, I, I thought about what I was trying to achieve by having this back and forth dialogue with this individual. And at the foundation mm-hmm. of it, it was really so that this person would come to Christ, right? Like whatever we're talking about is a huge hurdle and barrier between him and accepting Jesus. And so I knew that in the film, mm-hmm. yeah, it's present the information, but it's not just to fill your head up with a bunch of knowledge, right? It's, it is mm-hmm. to lead to the gospel and to, you know, to point to, to salvation. Um, and so, yeah, so I mean, I think that's, that's hugely important. That's why I said I was willing to do it for free <laughs> because, <laughs> because I felt like, you know, this is something that has to happen. In, in, in a lot of ways, Lisa, I felt more than wanting to do the project. I felt like I had to do the project. Like I felt like it was an obligation, mm-hmm. right? As a follower mm-hmm. of Christ um, and someone who, you know, has the skills to be able to do it. I felt like this is something that I have to do, like by any means, you know? So mm-hmm. that was why I was like, well, don't worry about it. We'll just, we'll shoot it anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, the, the, the overall goal is to see people saved. You know, that's the overall mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. And I commend you, commend you for that. And that doesn't mean that if you call Chris now that he's going to do your right. Right. Just right. Put that out there. <laughs> right exactly. You're going to have to pay him. Like Lisa said, it takes, um, it takes a lot of resources, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of time. Um, and time is, is money. Yeah, for um, sure. So you're going to have to pay him for his time. <laughs> right, for um, sure. <laughs> tell our audience just a little bit about cross-cultural studios, because I mean, that is the heart of, obviously it's a business, but you do film to see people. And this is just my, th- my kind of thought on it to, to see, uh, a more of a, maybe a Christian ethic or a Christian worldview through film. Is that a right assessment? Yeah, I think that is um, a, that is a right assessment. Cross culture studios, yeah, is is um, you know, I, I would say that the work is influenced by our faith, right? So I, I don't know if I would mm-hmm. necessarily put it in that box of Christian film because you know what happens when you do that, mm-hmm. and it's like it goes over yeah. in that little, Christian films yeah. become very very corny. Exactly, exactly, right. <laughs> So, um, but I, I would say it's influenced by my faith. Maybe, you know, to some degree you can tell like an unspoken, you can obviously tell. Right. But then sometimes maybe mm-hmm. it's a little more subtle, 
Um, but I really try to, like I was saying earlier, try to write and create films that people can see themselves in, right? That ex- that reflect mm-hmm. kind of this human experience, you know, as sojourners here here on Earth. Um, trying to, yeah, really like pull down that mountain of entertainment um, with something that um, reflects values that, you know, we can all be proud of, values that last a long time. Um, yeah, and, and really try to, to motivate and encourage and inspire and entertain, you know, at the same time. So, yeah, that's a little about Cross Culture mm-hmm. Studios. Been doing it for probably about, I would say, 12, 10 to 12 years. Um, started in California, mm-hmm. brought it to Houston, and yeah, been doing it ever since. So, And you have a small film with Cross Culture Studios. Tell our audience a little bit about that. The, a short, the short film? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the short film, yeah. Shine. Yeah, we released that back in 2017. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Shine is really about um, really about an athlete who experiences an injury, thinks it's going to kind of end mm-hmm. his you know career, and um, I'll just say he ends up getting motivation and influenced by an unexpected uh, hospital guest. Um, and it was actually Shine Don, our executive producer. I think you pitched you know you pitched me to him, and he wanted to see some of my work, and he watched Shine, and he was like, okay, yeah, this is our guy. So. I um I don't know, like sometimes you make things you're like, man, I don't think really, you know, it's gonna kinda have the impact that I'm looking for, but I probably wouldn't be sitting here had it not been for that. So Yeah, that's that's a very good point because we think sometimes things don't go exactly how we want them to go uh-huh. or projects don't go exactly how they we want them to go or as wide or as far as we want them to go, but you don't know, like you said, if it's a catalyst to something else that's going to be greater that and then you you make him redo shine uh well not redo it but re as as your platform um continues to rise re-release it yeah. and then it still has the you know right the impact right, right. And so you just never know exactly. how how god uses things and works it all together so it's it's very cool to 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 see it all come together yeah. what do you want people to walk away from with this film so two parts what do you want skeptics to walk away from with this film? And what do you want Christians to walk away from? Yeah, good question. With the film. Yeah. Um, for skeptics, I would say, um, you know, really just to, first of all, I think for the people who are really seeking, right, I would say to really mm-hmm. just kind of put down um, agendas, right? Put down mm-hmm. whether it's a personal agenda, um, an organizational agenda, um, and really just kind of open your heart, open your mind and listen, right? I would say to consider the evidence, right? Weigh the evidence, which mm-hmm. which we should be doing anyway, right? Um, mm-hmm. To weigh the evidence, like I said, put down agendas and really hear what we have to say. Um, if they were to do that, then I think there's no way they could walk away thinking that Christianity is a white man's religion. I think, and I'll get to the other one, but I remember you were speaking at, uh, I think at Benedict College. And um, by the time the conference was over, you said, um, if you're gonna object to Christianity, don't do it because of this, like choose something else. <laughs> and I like, I agree with that, right? When you weigh the evidence, there's no way you could think that. And then for those of us who are in the faith, I mean, I would say that, you know, take the opportunity to, you know, enrich your faith, right? For me, Again, as somebody who grew up in the church, rooted in scripture, um, I felt like this helped me to root my faith in history, right? 
and then knowing the people and the heritage that came before me, right? Hearing about some of the African scholars, hearing about, you know, the African martyrs, right? People who, mm-hmm. who were crucified, you know, and persecuted for the faith, for reading the same scriptures as me. Like this really helped to root my history and it really helped to connect a lot of the dots, right? And so I think for people mm-hmm. who are in the faith, um, to take that opportunity and learn about the people, the places, the events, right? And the history that comes along with those events. Um, and I think it really enriches your faith and makes you, uh, you know, a stronger mm-hmm. Christian. So, so true and so helpful. It, you did a, I want to say you did a phenomenal job just with the film. I know I've already told you, but you've also sacrificed a lot of time, resources for the last uh, five Five years? Five or five years. Well, working for about four. But yeah. Yeah. And making this this, your center project. So I greatly appreciate it. I know Don does uh, your time, your sacrifice, and you produce excellent, I mean, superior work that people are like, man, this got to be on Netflix or HBO. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's the same qualities. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Thank you for that because uh, we couldn't have done this film without you. No, and uh, you were the heartbeat of it. So yeah, no, thank y'all. Thanks Shout y'all. Shout out to you. Thank y'all. I'm glad it was a team effort. You know, like like you said, and I watched. You know, Don's interview was fan- you and Don's interview was fantastic, and he talked about, um, you know, how he did wear a lot of hats, which he certainly did. Like he, mm-hmm. in fact, I remember when we got so we had 20, 20 scholars, right, and uh, mm-hmm. so you're talking about about 15 hours of footage, right? And Don took, you know, all those interviews and kind of categorized them, right? And, you know, so if mm-hmm. somebody talked about Council of Nicaea, okay, well, these three people talked about the Council of Nicaea and here's where it was, right? And so I just remember being so grateful that he did that. And I took, um, I took all of those interviews. I knew that if I was going to be able to edit it, right, and cut this movie together, I was going to have to... Um, you know, be intimate with this information, right? So I actually took all mm-hmm. the interviews, made them into MP3s, and I would listen to those MP3s on my way to work, on my way back home from work. Wow. Jogging, you know, outside exercising, like just all day. I would listen to them over and over and over again. And what began to happen was I began to, I wouldn't say memorize, but I became very familiar with it, right? So as soon as I heard somebody say mm-hmm. this, I'm like, oh, this person said that, right? Um, and so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was how, how how we began to kind of cut the movie together, and uh, like I said, be intimately yeah. tied to that information. So, um, yeah, it was a long journey, yeah. but wow, I didn't know you did that. That's a uh, that's a a level of commitment that I don't think most of us have. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. so that <laughs> right, right, that is, that is amazing. Yeah, that yeah. You I, had, I had to put the probably music. know it verbatim. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I know a lot of it. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah it's shout out like you said to don for chopping that for up because sure. i don't have the attention span to do that but, uh, <laughs> right. shout out to him for doing that right right <laughs> chris how can they get in contact with you i'm sure uh soon uh as the movie continues to stretch far and wide you're gonna get many calls to direct other projects and to produce other projects um but how can people reach you what's your website um, and your social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the website is crossculturestudios.com. Um, and then it's Cross Culture Studios on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, 
Um, still working on the others. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram at Cross Culture Studios. <laughs> and you can stay up, you know, stay up to speed with all the work that's coming out, whether it's, like I said, music videos, short films, or wanting to work together. Just reach out. Yeah, love to have a talk. Awesome. Y'all definitely hit up Chris uh, if y'all want y'all film to look like this. <laughs> <Right. okay>. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't hit up me because it won't look like. No, we gonna hit up you to produce. I don't know. I don't have any skill. <laughs> I don't have the skill set. <laughs> we gonna call you. But uh, <laughs> well, thank you for watching another episode of the G Three Project Podcast. Remember, you could watch all our podcasts on our YouTube channel. Subscribe on wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Remember, we have our curriculums. Courageous Conversation Through Eyes of Color. And also we have the Unspoken Curriculum under DLC Media uh, that goes along with the film um, Unspoken um, that you could get also at unspokenmovie.com. You could get the Jew 3 curriculums at Jew3project.org. You could become a monthly supporter at Jew3project.org backslash donate. Um, we have merch. Remember Courageous Conversations, the conference. September 2nd and 3rd in Washington, D.C. Uh, Scholar and a Skeptic, you don't want to miss it. Remember, uh, here at the Jew 3 Project, we're helping you to know what you believe and why you believe it. Until next time, grace and peace and God bless. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Jew 3 Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can tune into all our past episodes at www.jew3project.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Remember not only to subscribe, but also rate us. That helps us to gauge how we're doing and how you're enjoying the show. And it gives other listeners some ideas about the show as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Also, remember, we have our Bible engagement app in partnership with Back to the Bible to help you get better engaged in the Bible every single day. You take a survey, it assesses your strengths and weaknesses and sends you Bible verses based on those. So it's a great app. You can download the app by searching in your app store or Google Play, searching G3 Project, and it'll be right there for you. So thank you again. Remember, if you would like to become a monthly partner or a one-time giver, you can do so on our website or by mail. Just go to Jew3Project.com, hit that donate tab, and you'll see the option to mail in a gift or give online. We appreciate you, and I'm so, so thankful for you. God bless, and remember, here at the Jew3 Project, we're helping you to know what you believe and why you believe it.